You're listening to The Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the Axeman, where we talk everything wrestling. Welcome back to Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, the Beer City Boys, for episode 33. Some people call it the Larry Bird. Some people call it the Scotty Pippen. Some people call it the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Some even might call it the Patrick Ewing episode. But we are just calling it the Larry Bird. <laughs> X-Men, how's it going this weekend, huh? It's going. Um, nice long weekend uh, as we, we record this on Memorial Day. So shout out to all veterans out there. Thank you for your service. That's right. Uh... But when you guys are listening to this, this will be uh, later on in the week. So we might uh, piece some stuff together. Uh, the Iceman and I are uh, a little busy uh, this week. So well, this is the only time we could get together and throw some stuff together. But uh, yeah, hope everything goes good in this episode. And for everybody else, uh, hope everybody had a good Memorial Day weekend. And um uh, yeah, so where do you want to start? Uh, Double or Nothing was uh, last night as we record this. What do you think? You know what? I didn't watch it, but I watched some of the highlights. Uh, that Stampede match, I kind of got excited with that. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, the entrance was uh, was pretty sweet. Uh, they uh, repelled from the top of the scoreboard in the stadium, so that was interesting. So, all five of them. So, um, yeah. Other big news uh, happened as well. So, we can definitely get into that. So, I think. Uh, yeah. Let's see. So, what, what should we talk about first? Well, we can start off at the at the top of the show. Um, Hangman beat Brian Cage. Um, and it seemed like there was a lot of riff between Brian Cage and Team Taz and stuff. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way I do, but I kind of feel like that the machine's going to turn babyface and go on a babyface run and break away from Team Taz. What do you think that means for him going forward, though? Well, if he breaks away from Team Taz and goes babyface, um, there's definitely good options for him. Especially right now with Kenny Omega kind of being like a heel kind of guy. Um, That definitely puts him in contendership for like a shot at the title, I think, along those lines. And you never know. That could be the guy that takes it away from Kenny in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But I think he would be more like a transitional guy. Yeah. Um, Or like win it and then... Lose it right away to Kenny again or whoever. Well, I was kind of thinking about that, and I think going babyface is the best thing for Brian Cage. But I think when everything implodes on Kenny, I think it's going to be uh, Hangman who takes it from Kenny. Uh, that that could be very well true right there. Um, they did have that uh, that feud there for a minute there when they were together as the uh, tag team champs, so... Yeah, that's just kind of how I see the way Tony Khan kind of books things. It's like, 
like uh, he does like a slow burn for some of these guys. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, Hangman was in contention for the title right off the bat in the very beginning against Jericho. Um, and then, you know, you kind of see him taper off and fall away and then get with Kenny and kind of go through that and then fall off again. And he's kind of on his own path, just slow burn, you know, back to the top. So um, I honestly could see that. But like for Cage, I see him at least challenging Omega here in the next couple of months. I think he'll be a viable baby face for yeah. the company. Yeah, definitely. Um good point with the hangman too is that hangman could definitely be that guy that takes takes the belt away from uh, kenny and runs with the belt for a while um and then pending on where they go with uh mjf um i could definitely him being see him being a a main player in uh the belt run for the AEW world title yeah Whether, whether they put it on him like yeah, right away. Right away, or they let things stew up with them a little bit, but definitely, for sure, definitely a world title, world title con- contender there. So, um, yeah, no, I agree with you there. Um, the next match from last night was uh, Serena Deeb against um, Riho. Um, Serena Deeb ended up taking that match uh, to keep the women's title. Uh, I was. Not so much shocked because I feel like they're going to ride her as the NWA Women's Champ. But I don't know where this goes for her going forward since she is contracted out by AEW. Yeah, I mean, Real's still contracted with AEW, right? You know, I'm not really for sure. I know when she was gone for a while there and she's been off TV, I think she's kind of been in Japan. Um... So I don't know if that's where her permanent residency is, and because of the pandemic, she went back home, so she didn't get stuck over here, or what the deal kind of is going on. Um, so yeah, I'm not for sure, but um, yeah, Serena Deeb, she's a heck of an athlete, that's for sure. Yeah, she's uh, she's come a long way um, when she was with CM Punk there in the uh, Straight Edge Society when she got her head shaved, um, and. It, her runs with the WWE as a head trainer, I think, too, or one of the trainers. I think she was a trainer in NXT there for a while. Yeah, for the women, yeah, I think yeah. so. And then she kind of, like, stepped aside, and then AEW came along, and they convinced her to wrestle again, so. Yeah. Yeah, she's got, she's got a lot of stuff going on for her right now, especially that uh, NWA women's title, so. Which I really kind of hope that they they get back going with the NWA, and I wish that they would just filter some of that NWA into AEW, because that's what we all want to see, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But now that NWA is kind of back at it again, uh, they're doing pay per views and stuff, so that's always exciting to see. Um, so yeah, only time will tell. Uh, moving forward here, uh, as. Uh, Matty Ice and I have uh, been wishing and wanting and to see that uh, forbidden door kicked wide open and wanting to see all of our favorite uh, promotions start working together and make a you know good good wrestling environment for everybody to watch uh, every night of the week. Right, exactly. Um, so yeah, Serena Deep kept that title. 
So we'll see where she goes from here. Um, I would think sooner or later, though, that she's got to lose it. Um, and it's probably going to be to Thunder Rosa. Uh, I think Thunder Rosa is like the face of NWA. Um, if not Camille. She if might not lose Camille, it to Camille, yeah. Um, that's another good one, too, is Camille. She is jacked, too. Yeah, she's... Yeah, I think she does a lot of the female bodylifting competitions. Yeah, like, I kind of checked her out on her social media pages and whatnot, and, like, yeah, she's done a couple bodybuilding um, things, but, yeah, she is, like, totally jacked, and she's kind of like a China, almost. Yeah. Like a Beth Phoenix. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely... Um, I wouldn't mind seeing her with the NWA world title. She, you know, she's one of those that might make a surprise on the AEW sometime. Like, if they keep up with Serena Deeb uh, being on Dynamite with that NWA women's title. I know she was gone for a while uh, here in the past couple months, and she's just now kind of come back onto TV. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I could see Camille making, like, a... And it, you know what I mean? Like, coming in and breaking up some stuff. So, I don't know. Um, only time will tell, and we'll uh, see for sure. Um, that next match was uh, the Bucks, right? Uh, yeah, that's uh, what I got here. Um, the Bucks. And they w- went off against uh, Moxley and Kingston. I mean, you thought that Moxley and Kingston might have a shot, but, you know, I was kind of swayed the other way. I, I think the Bucks are going to go on a pretty long... Uh, title run especially considering they've aligned with Kenny so I think they're gonna go on that run with Kenny you know what I mean yeah um I didn't really read up on like what actually happened in the match I didn't really look on YouTube what happened in the match but um yeah I'm I guess I'm really not surprised that the Bucks uh, retained but I was kind of hoping that they that um maybe Moxley and Kingston would have taken the belts off of the Bucks just to be that, um, uh, the hand-me-down to, like, maybe transfer the belts back onto FTR or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that transition Mm. champions. Yeah, for sure. Because we're still waiting for the Varsity Blondes to, to gain the titles. Yeah. So... Hey, well, you know, I think here in the next couple of months, as Kenny starts to gain more world titles and the Bucks stay aligned with Kenny, um, I think things are going to start imploding for Kenny once they get to that peak of where they want him to be for this belt collector kind of deal. And as things start to implode for Kenny, I think they'll also implode for the Bucks and the Good Brothers. And everybody, and Don Callis, everybody else aligned with Kenny. Um, and I could actually, I I don't want to see them as transitional champions, but I honestly could see the Varsity Blondes as a transitional champ. They're young, they're hungry, they're extremely talented. You know, as things start to implode, they come in, they swoop, they beat the Bucks, they hold the titles for two, three months, and then they lose to somebody like FTR or Proud and Powerful or whoever's the top heels at the time. Um, yeah. So that that could happen too. I mean, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Get them get them a a little quick title run. Uh just put them on the map almost, you could say. 
uh, and then uh, transition from there and just kind of build them up and yeah, yeah, work off of that. Yeah, get their feet wet, kind of. Yeah, right. See how they'll be. Um. So what was next? So yeah. Uh. The next on the card would be the Battle Royal. Yeah, so um, what did you think? I guess, you know, if, if nobody saw it, we'll be spoilers. Um, Leo Rush was the secret entrance. Entrant, I should say. Um, what did you think about... I didn't expect him to be uh, that guy. Yeah, I didn't really think about that either. I know there was some speculation that... Uh, um, that Daniel Bryant would have been in there, but I mean, we all know that Daniel Bryant just wrestled for WWE, so he's not going to be wrestling for at least ninety days, people. So, like, think about what you put out there and like your entries and whatnot, your surprises. Like, you got to think about that the the ninety day WWE clause because you can't have somebody that was on WWE and then have them be in AEW or NWA or Impact like the next week yeah it doesn't happen this isn't the 90s anymore when uh rick rude was uh, and on wwe monday night raw and nitro on the same night that's right i just saw a post on that yeah yeah so uh classic that was uh that was good good move by uh rick rude um one of uh, only two guys to be in uh, the NWO and in uh, DX. So, yeah, yeah. So, shout yeah. shout out to your AWA boy. But um, yeah, Rick Rude. Rick Rude. Uh, just sticking on Rick Rude for a second. Uh, Rick Rude was a phenomenal uh, like character. Um, he had a really good look to him, like his whole career. I thought. Um, the guy was jacked. He was an arm wrestling champion, like world champion. So he had a lot of things going on. He was a, a heck of a bouncer, too, from what I hear. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and just the look and his promos that he had um, just made, made you hated him. But, like, as you, like, get further into the business with your knowledge and and whatnot, you just enjoy the the characterism uh, the the characteristics of like good heels, like him, Mister Perfect, Ric Flair. Hogan sucked as a bad guy, I think, but right, but that was Brandon's boy. Mm. It's Brandon's boy. So, but yeah. So, well, now that you say that Rick Rude was a. Uh arm wrestling world champion now i finally figured out the the hidden circle for my dad being in the wrestling business my dad was a wrestling was arm wrestling champion in the 80s my dad arm wrestled a bunch did he yeah he's got tons of trophies in our basement i mean he wasn't a world champion or anything he wasn't scott norton scott norton yeah but uh yeah, maybe maybe he was friends with Rick Rude, and then he weaseled his way into the wrestling business. Yeah, it could be. I'll have to ask him. We'll 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 yeah. get to the bottom of this for all you listeners out there. Yeah, because I mean, your dad 
Midwest, right? Yeah. So, Rick Rude was a Midwest guy. He was from Robbinsdale. All the good wrestlers came out of Robbinsdale in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, maybe they crossed paths. It's it's very possible. Yeah. Very possible. I'm seeing you next weekend, so I'll have to ask. So, I kind of I want you to text him right now. Yeah. <laughs> but no. So, um, yeah, but uh, Jungle Boy won. What would you think about that? Jungle Boy won. That's kind of a surprise, but not really. Um, Jungle Boy's got some uh, firepower underneath him, I think. So here comes Julia the Gulia in her little leopard paw print sweater. Yeah, she loves that sweater. With her pigtails. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, we're getting off topic. She's uh she's she's trying to get in the podcast here. So I love po- Yeah, podcast. Can you say podcast? Goodbye. <laughs> Saying bye. Yeah, you thought it was uh You thought it was odd that uh, Jungle Boy won? Um, yeah, I, I kind of find it odd, but um, he's got a lot of fire going underneath him, so like he's being pretty popular guy right now. So I knew he was pretty popular, but just off watching the past couple of months, Dynamite, he hasn't really been featured all that heavily on there. So, to me, I kind of agree with you, Kanye was out of left field. He kind of cooled off a little bit, um, just from that standpoint. Now, I'm not up to date on the darks or the dark elevations, um, so I don't know how he's doing on there, if he's featured on there, if he's not, what kind of is transpiring for all of you who do keep up to to date with those. Um, But, you know, with all the other people that were in there, I expected it to kind of go a different direction, but it was nice to see, um, you know, Leo Rush come in and kind of get his his spot and his highlight later on in the match, and it was nice to see Jungle Boy win. Um, I would imagine since he won, he's got a, a title shot against Kenny Omega coming up here soon, right? Yep. So um, I think that'll be a pretty good match. Uh, both those guys are extremely fast. Uh, obviously, sadly... I think uh, Matty Ice is going to agree with me. We know that Kenny Omega is going to hold the title against Jungle Boy. It's just not his time. Right. Yeah, exactly. So Cage was in there too? Uh, oh, Christian. Christian. Christian yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, confu- that's going to be confusing. Uh, we got two wrestlers with the same last name that aren't related at all. Right. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of scrolling through here um, as we're – we're talking along here, trying to get information on uh, what actually happened so that way we can inform you guys to the best of our knowledge without watching the pay-per-view. Because um, we're poor. Because we're poor and we, we can't have, well, we can't watch a $50 pay-per-view that comes out like every couple months. Well, we have to decide with you fans. It's either studio and beer or beer and pay-per-view. Right. The, there, the beer has to be in there. We can't give that up. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, we are the the Beer City Boys, so. That's right. So, 
We apologize for not watching the product that much when it comes to pay-per-views. I mean, if AEW would put out an app or something like that, or they would all gain app popularity and put all their content on an app and we could pay $10 a month for their pay-per-views, we would do that, and then we'd be able to tell you all about it. That's right. <laughs> Without having to scroll through uh, Bleacher Report. That's where we get all of our hot wrestling information from. Um, but uh, I forgot what I was gonna say here. Is that oh, who would you had? Who would you have had winning that? Because I mean, there really wasn't a whole lot of um, like top contenders. They had a bunch of tag teams in here. They had like Colt Cabana. Um, they had Hobbs and uh, Dustin. They had uh, the Nick Camarado or whatever, Preston oh, Vance. Yeah. You know, th- that was a hard one because that was just kind of a filler because um, it goes along with the with the pay-per-view. They've done that in, in the past and stuff. Um, to be honest with you, I think with everybody, if, if I couldn't have changed the entrance, the people who were going to be in the match, I think I probably would have went with Pinta, um, even though he's kind of a heel right now. Um, I think I would have went with him because him and Kenny have wrestled before, and they put on extremely good matches before. So uh, even though typically wrestling does a babyface versus heel kind of thing for the title, I would have just said the heck with it. We're going to go with heel and heel and throw Pinta in there. Uh, I think it would have been a great match, and they wouldn't have disappointed. Um not that I think Jungle Boy's a a bad pick for win. I just think it's a little soon for him to be fighting for that world title, especially when Kenny's on this historic run. Um, it's kind of kind of overshadow Jungle Boy. Yeah, you know that's the whole thing with AEW here, folks. Is that uh, AEW doesn't have a lot of like big name stars that really set each other off, like. Kenny Omega, and then you have Cody Rhodes, but Cody Rhodes already put in a stipulation that he's not going to compete for the world title, so he's out immediately, which, I mean, he would be a guy that would represent AEW with the title. Jericho, he's in that feud with the, the Pinnacle hard, with MJF and whatnot, so that's probably not going to go away. They're probably going to have another match, I think. I don't know what your feelings on that. Yeah, I like a rubber match because yeah. Pinnacles won one and uh, <clears throat> um, the Inner Circles won one. So I think the next pay-per-view they have, they'll do another big match. Yeah. So, I mean, they're they're not going anywhere as far as uh, the talent like that. And they have guys that could probably do really good with, with the titles. It's just, you know... W- they they need to develop kind of some kind of storyline, and they got all these little group factions and whatnot, and they're all feuding between the two of them. So it makes it really hard yeah. to get anything going in a world title singles run. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think here within the. I mean, it's gonna be June. So well, when this hits, it'll be June. Um, I think here in the next couple of months. By the end of this year, the start of 2022, 
I think a lot of these smaller teams will kind of dissolve, and there'll be new teams, obviously, become made and stuff like that. But, you know, that's kind of why I think they're flipping Brian Cage to be a babyface, because there's not that many babyfaces that are in, ready to contend for the title against Kenny. So. Yeah. But even, that, even though I, I don't think Cage can really cut a promo without the help. I don't know. I've never heard him cut one, so maybe he'll shock us. Yeah, it's possible. So it's possible. So the next match on the card, I'm pretty sure, was uh, Cody and uh, that Agogo guy. Yeah, Anthony Agogo. Yeah. So, um, obviously Cody won. I don't really have much to say about this match. I wasn't, like, looking forward to it. Um, I don't know. It, you you give you give the listeners your two cents, uh, Iceman, but uh, yeah, I don't have anything to say. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't really know where they were going with this whole thing. I know that um, for the... The two stables now that they did with um, uh, the Nightmare Family and then... Um, oh, the factory. The factory. Anthony Agogo was just like... It, it seemed like he was just hired on... Um, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? On a whim? Uh, no, not, not on a whim, but like hired on... Uh, uh, Muscle. Hired on muscle. Right, exactly. Sorry. Can't really talk right now. I apologize. Um, but, yeah, hired on muscle uh, to try to take out Cody Rhodes. That's that's the way the storyline kind of portrays to me anyways. Um, but, obviously, he's got to have some kind of wrestling background. Um, be, and he portrays the boxer aspect, the the. Bron- the bronze uh, Olympic bronze medalist boxer. So he's going off of that, going off of a, of a boxing thing. So he's more of, um, okay, well, I'm going to just punch you, and then you're going to be knocked out. Yeah, that's kind of boring. So, well, sorry for the boring part. We're going to skip this. So Cody won that match, if anybody really cares. Um, no surprise there. Um, he was wrestling as the American Dream. I don't like that. So you kind of fe- had a feeling that Cody was going to go over no matter what. Yeah. So and they had the whole British thing going on because Anthony Gogo is British and Cody's American. So there we go. End of that discussion right there. Um, next, the women's championship match. I <clears throat> obviously. Maddie Ice and I didn't watch it, but everything that I've read today and everything that I've seen highlight-wise in the same, I feel like, probably goes for you, yeah? Mm-hmm. This match probably took the entire card. Um, like I said, we didn't watch it, so we don't really know for sure, but I, I mean, I think everybody who is a, a big wrestling fan that watches AEW saw the fact that Britt Baker was going to take the title from Hikaru Shida. But, considering the fact that Hikaru Shida 
held the title for a year. She had beaten a lot of the top contenders for the women's title in the women's division in AEW. Makes Britt Baker a solid champion. I could honestly see Britt Baker going on another year run with the title. I say another as in the women's title is going to go back-to-back year-long runs. And the only thing that's going to slow Britt Baker down is if somebody else gets catches extreme fire, which in this AEW women's division, it's pretty limited. I doubt that's going to happen. Maybe Ty Conte. I was just about to say my girl Ty Conte. But other than that, if I was Tony Khan and I had keys, full keys to the castle, I'm building Ty Conte up for another year to dethrone Britt Baker next double or nothing. That's the way I see it. That's the way I would do it. Um, but I think Britt Baker is going to just go on an absolute tear. She, In my opinion, I agree with everything she says and she cuts in promos. She's the face of that women's division. And unless AEW signs somebody crazy good over the next year, I don't see her losing the title to anybody. Yeah, I mean, Britt Baker is crazy good. Um, like I said, I said it before, say it again. When she gets in the ring and she looks at the camera and puts that lockjaw device on, like, she just looks at the camera and just plays for the camera. It, it makes you, like, think when you're at home watching the product. Like, she's looking directly at you and saying, look, this could be you. Every time she gets in that ring and puts that anaconda device on there. I mean, even when she's a bloody mess, I mean, she's still just... She's just incredible. So... You know, she might be better than uh, Adam Cole, her boyfriend. Th- those two are two peas in a pod. I'll tell you what. She might be. I mean... It's it's very possible. She's got everything going for her. Um, and the sky's the limit for her. I mean, the only thing, like I said, that's going to slow her down is injury or if AEW sign somebody or just Tony Khan decides to put a ceiling on her and so far he hasn't and I don't expect him to anytime soon. Yeah. Well even when she wasn't wrestling, she was still like doing so much character stuff. Like it, she was just incredible. Well and, and she's so young in the business. She's only got like she's like five years in the business. Yeah. You know, I think that kinda helped her. Um I know it slowed down her run there when she broke her leg but I think that that was the best thing for her because she made that character what it is now. Right. She was cut, constantly cutting promos she was constantly bad mouthing everybody and she was on the sideline the whole time I, I think that was the best thing for her definitely so next on the card was let's see if I can get this right uh I believe it was the it wasn't the it wasn't the Kenny Omega match. Nope. It was uh I'm drawing a blank when you tell me I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, that's right. What was it, Matty Ice? Sting! Oh, that 
that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sting and Darby Allen. Yeah. It's Sting. Um. Little Tony Schiavone. I don't know. What do you think about this match? From what I mean, what you've read and seen yeah. highlights and stuff. You know what? I haven't really seen too much about this match. Um. Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't even know Sting was back wrestling. Um, in the pay per view. Uh, that shows you how much I was paying attention. Um, but, uh, it, it's nice to see that, um, Sting and Darby Allen are, are still as one unit. I think they pair really nice together. And, um, it's going to be huge for Darby Allen's character development and just in-ring psychology. So, and then putting these guys up with uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. I mean, those guys are getting so much heat on them. So, like, it's nice to have two, like, main faces, especially Darby Allen, uh, with that, that title run that he just had with the AW uh, TNT Championship. I mean, he was the face of uh, TNT for that, um, what was it? Couple uh, months. Yeah, he was champ for like close to six months, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's a couple things that I feel about this match. One, I'm excited for Sting uh, to see him come back from what everything everybody was talking about how he was injured uh, from that Seth Rollins match and he'd never be able to wrestle again and blah blah blah. Uh, it's nice to see him come to AEW and kind of put Darby Allen under his wing. Um, but here's where I kind of get into a little bit of a problem is like, as a wrestling fan, I'm excited to see Sting out there. But as, uh, I don't want to say anti-WWE because I'm not, but like to see the path that WWE takes and then AEW is having the, you know, Sting wrestle over somebody else that could be on the card, a younger name or whatever. Like, that kind of bums me out a little bit. You know, I, I would have liked to have seen Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page go over in this match, not Sting and Darby Allen. I mean, I like Darby. I think he's going to be extremely good, you know, coming forward. But at the same time, I don't know. I I don't really care for Darby Allen's character. I I don't know. He's, he seems more of like a daredevil and, like, just trying to get the ooh and the ah kind of thing. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, it was Like I said, though, the takeaway was nice to see Sting be able to get back in the ring. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that uh, completely. Um, Sting, um, Sting came out and said that uh, if... WWE would have put together that match with him in the in the Undertaker. I think he would have stayed there. I think he. I think that's what he said. In the long run, it wouldn't have made anything. Now though, I would have rather have seen them do that like right when WWE bought WCW. You know what I mean? Yeah, it would have been nice if uh, Julia the Ghoulie had just sat down with us on the podcast. Say hi, Julia. Well, she brought some rocks for us. She's showing us rocks. 
She is happy about the rocks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, Sting, um, <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> sorry, getting back to it. Uh, Sting, uh, Sting would have been uh, a good rest or. Let me regain my thoughts here for a second. Sorry, people. Um, the Undertaker-Sting match would have probably been good back in the day. Probably, I'm going to say, in the 90s. Like, probably both when they were... Both, wait, wait, I think... Uh, you could have done Sting, like, any time... Um, anytime in the, in the early 90s, I think. But then going to um, Undertaker. I don't know when Undertaker like, really started getting super good. Probably, yeah, I'm going to say mid-90s. Probably, yeah. probably 96-ish. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I was like. When WWE purchased WCW in the early 2000s, Sting coming off of like I know he would didn't have that scorching heat like he did when he came first came back as a crow and took out the NWO. Yeah. You know cuz he did the Wolfpack shit and stuff like that, but I think you're right like if if somehow they could have culminated where Sting coming off beating NWO and The Undertaker coming off of I don't even know. I'm not a big Undertaker fan, so I don't really know when he was super hot. But yeah, if they could have culminated then, I think that match would have been great. I think nowadays with Sting being, what, he's basically 60 years old, and The Undertaker's probably close to that too, I don't think the match would have been anything to jump up and down about. No, it wouldn't have been anything to jump up and down about. I mean, it would have just been two, two, uh, two old vets in the ring just... Laying down, breathing heavy. Pretty much. I mean, they would probably give it their all, but... Hit each other with their walkers. Yeah. <laughs> it's very possible. But, um... Yeah, um... Other than that, uh... Let's see, what else? Oh, um... What do you think of Miro and... And, uh... Lance Archer? You know what? I didn't read anything about that. You know, I, I didn't even see it in the Bleacher Report thing. No, I didn't either. And I scrolled through it, like, a couple times right before we got on this podcast here. Yeah. And there was nothing in there about that match. So I don't know if that was in the buy-in or what. Um, I kind of feel bad, though. Uh, if they forgot it, that stinks. Um, I didn't want to forget it. I, I feel like Miro's TNT run with the title is going to get forgotten about. Um, Which is, it, it's a shame because I really like Miro. Um, I know you don't really care for him too much, but you know, but part of that's from his run in WWE. You know, when he was first coming into the WWE, I knew who he was and his feud with Cena and stuff. Um, but when he was coming in, that was right about the time I was going to college, so I kind of got out of wrestling a little bit. So that's the only reason why I don't really have much of a connection with. Uh, Miro, um, and then when he came into AEW, he was doing that thing with Kip Sabian, and as much as I like the best friends, I don't really 
care for Kip Sabian, and I didn't really care for that feud with the, um, you know, them doing their goofy stuff. So yeah, um, I'm hoping that, um, and that's the thing that sucks for Miro right now is I'm hoping that things get better for him in his title run, but at the same time, he's gonna get overshadowed by Kenny Omega's title run. He's gonna get overshadowed by the Bucks. You know, he's gonna get overshadowed by. Um, Orange Cassidy's hot right now, um, and not to mention whoever else AEW is going to bring in, and you never know what's going to happen um, in the wrestling world, especially with this forbidden door getting open. So Miro's kind of like the fifth or sixth rung on the ladder right now um, within AEW and the wrestling world, if you want to say. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, his title run's going to be easily forgotten, and that I, I, that sucks for him because uh, he's extremely talented, and uh, I think he can really excel. But Yeah, you know, one thing about Miro is even when he was in WWE, he just ran with, it, with whatever they gave him to work with. I mean, he just gave it his all. Like, even that bit with Bobby Lashley and Lana and him, I mean, nobody wants to see another wrestler like sticking their tongue down their wife's throat but he was just like hey whatever <laughs> yes i don't like that girl anymore we were never done and they pull try to pull lame angles on that and whatnot and i mean they just they made it what it was and that's something to say about miro and like him willing to do whatever he has to do to get something over. Yeah. So. Yeah, you do have to congratulate him on that. Yeah. He's willing to get pretty much anything over. Yeah, so I I look forward to seeing what uh, what transitions um, him into uh, AW here uh, in the future. So uh, to finish out the pay-per-view, since we already talked about the main event, uh, the um, stadium stampede. Uh, we talked about it briefly. Yeah, uh, inner circle one. By the way, uh, we'll just we'll we'll start off with the, that. Uh, it, it was a great match. I thought it was pretty good. I saw some highlights on YouTube. Um, definitely check it out if you are interested in seeing it. Um, I'm sure everybody would like it. Um, Stadium Stampede, um, just just brawling all over the stadium. So it was kind of nice. So and it finished in the ring. So, So, what do you think about um, the Kenny Omega, Pack and Orange Cassidy match then? You know what? I didn't really read anything on it. Um, I didn't really see anything on it. I know that Kenny Omega won, which wasn't anything that um, I didn't already know that was going to happen. So, I knew Kenny was going to defeat both of them so um in my mind that was like okay i just need to see who won that match just to confirm that kenny's still the champ yeah um, what was your take on that axe no I, I i think you hit the nail right on the head there um i expected omega to win uh if i would have got on this morning and have seen that um Omega had lost. I would probably have crapped my pants. 
um, and been on the computer and my phone all day long trying to figure out what the heck happened, if he got hurt or whatever, but obviously he won. I think the only reason, and I, I know we touched base on this uh, on last episode, that he that they were doing the triple threat was to make him that much of a stronger of a champion. Right. Because in my opinion, Pac kind of came out of nowhere for the title, right? To fight, to wrestle for the title. I think so. Uh, so, not that I'm taking anything away from Pac, but I just, I didn't, ex- I would have expected more of Orange Cassidy against Kenny Omega more than Orange Cassidy and Pac against Kenny Omega. Um, but, you know, there, Tony Khan is going to ride this Kenny Omega thing. There's going to be more surprises come out with, you know, this storyline and whatnot. So, you know, this storyline is going to be the headline for AEW and for wrestling for the, at least the next couple of months to finish out the year, if not into 2022. So, I don't expect Kenny Omega to lose... I don't care to anybody anytime soon. Yeah, I don't see it either. Um, I know that uh, with Pac, um, I don't really see him being a world champion anyways. Um, Not, like, really downplaying him. I mean, he was great in NXT. um, Great as, like, the cruiserweight champion in WWE. Um, he's just not that big. I mean, he's he's got a good build on him, but like he's not uh, he's not two hundred and thirty five pounds. You know, he's a small guy. Right. Can't right. really see him taking on a Brian Cage and like beating him. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You never know with him. I mean, AEW's been doing a lot with some small guys and stuff. So, you know, only time will tell. Um, he may he may be a transitional champion here in the future. You never know. So yeah. But um, yeah, I think that wraps up the pay per view. Um, do you have anything else? I got a few small like one offs. Uh, to I thought I'd throw your way and see what you thought, but yeah. I didn't know if you had anything. Go ahead. Um. So. Uh, all of you, I don't know if any of you listening, but Mark Henry was signed by AEW and he made an appearance at the pay-per-view. Um, you got any quick thoughts about that? Um, you know, that's kind of a shock because Mark Henry was always a WWE guy. Um, and he really, I think he enjoyed his time with Vince because, uh, there was a couple times in Mark Henry's um, span in WWE that he wanted to venture out and whatnot and do like the strongman competition and Vince was like well you know Mark if you go and you don't win that strongman competition I don't have a spot for the second strongest man in the world so yeah hmm. um, so I it was kind of a shock kind of like a Jericho thing but I, I didn't see Mark really jumping ship on WWE and coming to AEW, so... Yeah. It's kind of a shock in that sense. Yeah, I had to agree. Um, I was shocked by that, too, but it's nice to see um, Mark Henry over there. I think he's going to really help those younger guys. Uh, The same with the Big Show signing and Christian Cage, Matt Hardy. Um, Funny little side note on that. 
Um, I saw this on Twitter uh, while I was waiting for you to to get home. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, Randy Orton's cursed because the last uh, interactions Randy Orton's had with uh, guys on WWE, uh, they've all come to AEW. Matt Hardy, Christian Cage, Big Show, and uh, Mark Henry now. Hmm. So uh, I guess... Everybody keep an eye on that. Maybe uh, Randy Orton's not going to be talking to any more uh, legends <laughs> going forward. Maybe. Maybe maybe, maybe uh, the big storyline that Randy might come over to AEW or something, but I think he's got some like massive contract deal for the rest of his uh, wrestling days. Probably the rest of his life. It could be. So I don't think he's going to be jumping over, but it would be funny to see Randy Orton. In AW, yeah, he could uh, he could definitely teach a lot of people some things, that's for sure. Because uh, as much of a problem Randy Orton was in the beginning, I think now he's got so much. He had so much. Um, uh, I can't even think of the words that I'm looking for. Potential. Uh, so much potential in his younger days. And now he's, like, at that pinnacle of potential, uh, putting on shows with these younger cats and whatnot, and just always being a stud no matter who he, he goes in the ring with. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So. So, um... What else you got? I don't know if you have seen um, or heard about this, but apparently rumor has it I know last week or maybe the week before, both weeks, we talked about MLW possibly being in talks with WWE. Now I hear that WWE is trying to be in talks with New Japan. Yep. Um, and this Nick Khan. I don't know who the heck Nick Khan is or whatever. He has something to do with WWE, but apparently Tony Khan cut a promo on him last night at the pay-per-view. Hmm. Uh, so, I don't know. I want to hear your thoughts about New Japan and WWE possibly partnering together, or what the deal is with that? You know, I don't really know a whole lot with that, but I I really think that's a bad idea. Um, I think that it, New Japan needs to partner up with somebody else. Let WWE be their own entity, unless they want to, like, join forces with everybody, you know? Unless they want to become one with everything, just let somebody else partner up with with those guys. Yeah. Um, speaking of WWE, is that I sent you uh, a link to, and that's saying that uh, there was a lot of people from like the head corporate office that uh, got released in recent weeks and whatnot. So they're... They're disassembling the, the Empire a little bit, so they're kind of downsizing. I think that uh, maybe it's the COVID, possibly, potentially, that's uh, why they're declining, but uh, with the funds and whatnot, because uh, you figure they got to pay all their producers and their talent and whatnot, and... Um, but... Uh, yeah, so they're they're losing a lot. So it would be interesting to see if maybe they do start like a kind of like a territory thing again. 
just kind of close down the WWE headquarters and build that territory thing up again and kind of run with that, but not make it a territory thing, you know? You know, they might. I don't know what's going on. Um, it was interesting what you sent me. Um, you know, how much of that is fake? How much of that is just to get people interested back in the product? You know, I don't know. Um, only time will tell. Uh, but I have to say, you know, this is... I think this is the most exciting time to be a wrestling fan. Um, even more than the 80s and uh, the late 90s. Because, you know, you have access to wrestling all the time. And in every p platform. You can see wrestling on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. You can watch, you know, WWE's on Peacock. You know, uh, there's the TNT app. You, uh, there's, you know... IWTV, you know, things are on Pluto and Tubi, you know, New uh, New Japan's on the Roku channel, you know. You got the Fight Network. Yeah, you got the Fight Network. Wrestling is everywhere, and, you know, it's a great time to also be an independent wrestler because you can be across five different platforms and people can see you everywhere. Um, right. So, you know... If this is WWE's ploy to get people back into their product, it's a great ploy. If they are making this smaller or selling out or whatever, um, that'll be interesting. I don't see Vince McMahon doing that, but hey, um, I've been made a liar before, so right. Yeah, and going back to like the different platforms and and whatnot, is that you can have you can be a local indie wrestler, like say. Joey Avalon out there, right? Mm-hmm. Coming from, like, Florida, you might not know who Joey Avalon is, right? Well, you watch Fight TV, and you're like, oh, who's this Joey Avalon guy on AAW out of uh, Illinois, you know? And then, oh, well, it's Joey Avalon. Oh, this guy's pretty cool. He's got a good look and yeah. um, whatnot, and... I wouldn't mind checking him out again. And so then they YouTube him and watch all those matches. Yep. And then the next thing you know, he's being signed by like AEW or NWA or Impact, WWE. So I don't know how old he is, but uh, he can't be like super old. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. He's probably in his early 30s, mid to early 30s. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean... It's a great time to be a wrestler. Um, I got two more things, and uh, we'll wrap this one up. Um, so, speaking of AAW, um, they got a pay-per-view coming out uh, the 11th of June, and it's on Fight TV. I think it's like $12.99 or $11.99, something like that. Um, uh, and their headliner is going to be uh, Mance Warner, their heavyweight champ. Against uh, Jake something, uh, that's the, his name. I don't. I actually know his last name. It is something, so I'm not just making it up. Okay. So uh, yeah, yeah, if you guys are interested, check it out. Yeah, that might be worth a look. Yeah. Um, and then now, I guess since it's June, uh, who's your wrestler of the month for the month of May? You know what? Um, let's go with the new um, women's champion, Britt Baker. Britt Baker, I know she was uh, she was one of my favorites the, the other uh, month, I think, maybe. 
Yeah. I think so, yeah. We'll have to go back and look, especially when we get to the end of the year to figure out who our wrestler of the year was. But um, she She's uh, definitely capitalized. You know, I think I got to go with... Um, I think I got to go with your boy, Sammy Guevara. Um, I think in the last month, he's torn it up. Um, he has. He, you know, he went from being, you know, that jealous guy in the in the band behind MJF to have, you know, sparking that feud between the Inner Circle and the Pinnacle. He had a crazy um, blood and guts match. He was the MVP of that match. He started the match. He ended the match. I mean, I don't know if any of you guys saw his pictures on social media, but he looked like he got in a car wreck, and he has torn it up. Um, you know, in second place, I got to go with Orange Cassidy and uh, Jungle Boy. I mean, those guys have torn it up since AEW has started. Um, they were all in the buy-in in the very first Double or Nothing, and now yep. they're pretty much all in the main event, basically, the three biggest matches of the night on the on the card and but yeah sammy guevara is my wrestler of the month for may and you know hopefully he keeps going i'd yeah. like to see him have that title soon yeah that's uh sammy guevara's uh mjs's boyfriend oh she's got a she crush got, on him she got a new one she, she got, got rid of ricochet huh yeah she's got rid of ricochet so sammy guevara <laughs> watch out my 12 year old's coming after you <laughs> So, but unless you got anything else, that's all I got for him uh, this week. Oh, well, I was just going to say, you know, uh, uh, I passed the word on to a couple people at work, you know, uh, about the podcast, and they are really interested it, into it. Uh, so shout out to the, to the possible new listeners out there. Hopefully they listen to all the episodes since we're already 33 in, baby. That's right. We're uh, almost ready for our midlife crisis for the podcast. Right. Um, we just got to get that award from that they promised us. They said they sent it in the mail. Yeah, I haven't gotten anything. Yeah, I haven't gotten anything either. They, they, they told us that after our second episode, so <laughs> <laughs> we're still waiting. <laughs> Ed, call us if you didn't get your award. I heard it was on its way. Milwaukee Mail's pretty slow, but let us know. It's a plaque and a six-pack. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, people, it's my birthday coming up here in uh, in two weeks, so you know, if you want to send beer donations to four one four Beer Street, it's much appreciated. Yeah, send us the goods. Send us the goods. All right, well, Maddie Ice, do the honors. Well, it looks like uh, we're lifting the mask mandate, but still, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Uh, watch your distance, you know, and uh, wash your hands, of course. But uh, if you want to get one of those shots, get one of those shots. Yeah, well, I'm halfway there. The X-Man's halfway there. I'm not even that close yet. All right, well, you just call me. I'll give you yours. All right. I'll hammer it in with the X. Done deal. All right, we're out. All right. Follow us on Twitter at Beer City Boys 1. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is hottagpodcast2020 at gmail.com.
Hot, Hot tag, tag out.